0: Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. Happy Friday. Yes. Finally. I feel like it was never going to get here. Hello, Stu. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm great. Are you You're ready to do live TV?
1: I am uh, mildly ready to do live television. Yes. <laughs> okay, Let's great. What's your top story? My top story is we should stop uh, rewriting history. And there's a big example to do with the presidential campaign going on right now. We should stop rewriting history. Stop rewriting like when it. When thing. something happens... We should try to remember it the way it happened instead of reversing it and having it tell a totally different mythical story. It's a mild line I have, and I'm trying to draw it here.
0: All right, Jason.
1: I'm going to give the audience a treat today. So I haven't gotten permission to do this.
2: Topless? Um, It's a good thing. (laughs) No, no. It's a good thing I don't have. <laughs> it's a good thing i don't have one of my bosses sitting like right to the right of me or anything yeah um but um as you know uh both Stu and glenn have chained me to a desk over the past week and a half i'll uh, we'll work a big special that's coming out next week it's coming out on friday uh, 8 p.m eastern time um everyone's been working really really hard it's gonna be awesome uh, but I'm going to give a little preview of something that we're going to talk about in the special that I worked, worked on, and it's part of this is going to have to do with the Green New Deal and what they really want. Mm.
0: All right. A lot to get into. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. Um, so I know Glenn has had a really good experience with Relief Factor. I have as well. I have a bunch of back issues from a car accident um, that I was in that it's helped me with. And Jason, I know you're former military, so you were pretty hard on your body and your joints, mm. right?
2: I couldn't. I, uh, I, if, if you in the military, you get used to a certain routine. It just kind of gets brainwashed into you. One of that's running a lot. Mm-hmm. I, we ran three miles a day, pretty much every single day, and I, it just became outside. something I did outside. Yeah. It just became it something that we did. Yeah, outside, up hills, mm. a lot of hills. Um, but w- if I couldn't do that, I, 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 you'd feel like you'd lose this connection. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of military people feel that. I couldn't do that anymore once I, I hit. 36, 37, I started feeling these pains in And that in was my like joints. 20 years ago. And that mm-hmm. was like so 20 years ago, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I heard about uh, Relief Factor. Uh, they gave me uh, their quick, uh, through quick start pack, tried that out. I was highly skeptical in the beginning. Took that for about a week or so, and I was already starting to re- get back into my running routine. I amazing. know,
0: and they told me that they said the same thing, like, take it the full three weeks. You won't start to see a difference. And I saw a difference. Before. Yeah. It was a little after a week and I could already tell a huge difference. Uh, So if you are someone who is suffering from just constant daily pain and you are looking for a way out, Try Relief Factor before you like go jump off the bridge. Go to relieffactor.com. Get that three-week quick start pack now for $19.95. Uh, so it's $20. 70% of the people who take that uh, three-week quick start go on to keep buying it. It's working for the majority of people. It can work for you, relieffactor.com. Stu, you said that rewriting his. I mean, I'm still waiting for you to prove to me that rewriting <laughs> history is like a bad thing.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if I can prove that, but I, I would like to at least make my case here. Okay. Um, so Joe Biden, by the way, ro- uh, raised $6.3 million his first day, outdoing even that's Bernie a- Sanders and the great Bob Frank O'Rourke. Bob
0: Frank, which is, that's
1: seems like really quickly. I, it's funny, if you look at the the uh, fundraising of, of O'Rourke, he did, I think, $6 million his first day and $9 million for the quarter. Wow. So wow! that really dropped off fast. Oh, yeah. um, so uh, but I mean, this is these are good numbers for Joe. Uh, you know, that you wonder, is there excitement for Biden or or not? Uh, you know, he's coming in as, as the leader in the polls and, and should be. It's his. I mean, come on. I, you know, it's, I, it's interesting the difference there. Like we were talking, we had Josh Hammer on the show this week. And uh, I feel like there's two different paths here. Number one, it's like. It's Biden's to lose like he's you know, he, he could definitely gaff himself out of this race. I don't think there's any question about that. I'm sure you'd acknowledge that. But like it could be his to lose. Right. Like he's you know, it's like the Patriots every year. Like it's theirs to lose pretty much every year. Where, you know, the other way of looking at it is the, the, the high point of his campaign is right now. Like, he's announced, the, the excitement's there, they're going to get it launched, and he's going to gaffe himself. He's, he's going to have to admit that he's not a socialist in, in, in certain things, and he's just going to get taken down by the party. It'll be interesting to watch over the next six months or well, so. Before you get into your point, can, can I just piggyback off yeah, that? that? I mean, that's,
2: that is amazing to me what's going on in the party right now, this, this split, this civil war that's going on. And I've been looking at it kind of, some stuff for that we're preparing for a little bit in the future. But um, the Center for, Center for American Progress has been historically, you know, it's, that's their version. That's a less version of the Heritage Foundation, basically, mm-hmm. their think tank. Yeah. And they've historically been, you know, very, very pro-Clinton camp, um, Obama, Biden, all of them. Well, one of their top officials just defected from Center for American Progress and went over to Bernie Sanders. Mm. Center for American Progress has been going crazy going after, well, not crazy, but they've pretty hardcore been going after Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders and his people, including the people that used to work at that big-time establishment Democrat think tank, now they're firing back towards the Biden camp and this think tank. And I'm like, it's just, it's, it's insane how many people are going to one camp, and that used to be in the other, and the others are doing exactly the opposite. I think this is going to be a bloody
1: primary.
0: I can't wait. They are
2: going to
1: high candy there, but they are going to be to eating to... themselves. It's yes. going to be insane. Yeah, and uh, it's going to be fascinating to watch. I mean, they haven't even started yet. Like, still, Pete Buttigieg has never had one negative thing said about him. That's not going to last forever.
0: Well, and think about all of the the things that you know Glenn has talked about on his show. He's mm-hmm. done. He did the chalkboards on Joe Biden. Yeah. That stuff is you can easily find that information. Mm-hmm. And I mean, certainly the socialist wing of the party is going to at least try to use that against. Him. Yeah.
1: I kind of tend to think that's going to be more of a general uh, election attack uh, if, if it comes to that. I don't know why I think that. I mean, it's a lot of you know, it's people like the Kerry family is involved in that. There's a lot of connections mm-hmm. that it's not just isolated to Biden and attacking tho- Biden on those things is you having to admit that the Obama administration was corrupt. Which is something they do not want to admit. I mean, they always say he doesn't have a scandal at all. He's so other to free. yes,
0: but I mean that, that socialist group of that yeah. party, they don't like Obama. They don't think That's he true. went far enough. That's true. He tried to give them advice and they said, We don't want your advice. Yeah, Take no. it and shove it. So, uh,
1: and so it could come from the Sanders Sanders wing. I, I do feel like it would come from Republicans for sure. Yeah. I think the Sanders wing is gonna say, I know our activist voters. I know the people in this primary and when they hear Joe Biden was against busing for, you know, uh, for um, uh, for integration back in the day and then they know that Joe Biden was against X, Y and Z, they they're going to. They're going to hit him on. He's too conservative for you. He's you know, he's been on their side. He's voted for all of these things that now you hate because, you know, I mean, they were Democratic priorities at the time. But now those Democratic priorities are like Republican priorities because the Republicans have moved to the left and the Democrats have moved to the left. So it doesn't look so great for Joe in retrospect on some of those issues. so I think that's how they'll go after him. But you're right, that very well could come out as well. I mean, he is definitely vulnerable, mm-hmm. if, if, particularly if he can't handle it well. You know, I mean, it depends. I think he's it, the one interesting thing about this, and this is, again, not even my point, but we're just going into general election talk, which I, which I can always do. It's always fun. Um, but uh, one of the things that they're targeting, I think, maybe the most interesting part of this, and it's an advantage that only Joe Biden really has, is he didn't have to introduce himself. He didn't have to say, who am I? What do I stand for? He just had to say, I'm going after Donald Trump. Yeah. And let's be honest about it. It's the only thing Democrats really care Mm -hmm. about. Yes. Would the Democrats like a socialist president? Sure. Uh, And, you know, if if but if a socialist was running 10 points behind Donald Trump and Biden was five points ahead, I think they go Biden. Like, I think their number one idea is to beat Donald Trump with any any means or force necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do think that they'll try that. Um, you know I think where Sanders is is an ideologue like Sanders wants to win so he can be a socialist in office like he really believes that and there's per like, I don't know what is it 30 forty percent of the Democratic voters at this point are kind of in that same boat so there's not it's a huge time. window yeah there's a lot of people running on that socialist wing though you know kind of if you look at different ways to visualize that field you have those different wings and you kind of feel like it's going to narrow itself down to probably three or four at some point maybe going into super Tuesday you might have you might have seven or eight still in the race or 10 in the race, but like three or four that legitimately have a chance. You'll have one from the socialist wing. You'll have one from this. Let's call it mainstream Democrat. I hate to say moderate because Joe Biden is not a moderate. Yeah. But I mean, he compared to Bernie Sanders. Sanders, he is right. Yeah. Um, and then you maybe have a couple of maybe if it's a Kamala or a Klobuchar or somebody else, Booker or somebody else that kind of is in that, in that field, like in the same way that. You know what Marco Rubio was, where people were like, "Well, he might have a chance, but he never actually kind of got over that mountain." I watched. Uh,
2: I watched his. I, I thought he was going to cut. I remember we, you were watching it with me at my computer. We were watching. What was it a couple weeks ago when he was talking to like I can't remember what it was. Yeah, it was a union. It was Just a union event. Construction yeah. workers and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, his speech.
0: Well, I don't know if you know this, but he is middle class Joe.
2: He is a lunchbox. Mm-hmm. He uh, his speech was exactly middle class Joe. It's exactly who he mm-hmm. needed to be. That speech was exactly the same speech that President Trump gave. When he was running when he was in michigan that was the speech where uh what's his name horrible filmmaker Um, michael moore michael Michael moore Moore, that was when michael moore was like okay this guy's become president because he said like like he's like this election's about you it's about factory workers this is about the people that have lost their jobs that's what middle class joe was doing Mm -hmm. so really it was exactly bill clinton back when he ran for president Mm -hmm. that's all he has to do he gets the middle he gets the moderate democrats there's any left gets all of them in the country uh, he gets all of the superdelegates that are scared to death of uh, casting their votes for Bernie Sanders or any one of them. I, I just don't see how he loses this thing. I mean, but I'm not saying very... the general. I'm saying the primary. I
1: don't uh, say he loses the primary. First of all, I want to point out that in your analogy, you are the conservative Michael Moore. Uh, so <laughs> so. That's, that's number one. And I don't know if you want to admit that, but you just did. How dare you? <laughs> uh, but secondly, you were really impressed with that speech. And I was, too. It was. I mean, Biden... Is effective as a, as a politician. He is not. Yeah. He's. A, I mean, he's a dunce in some ways. Um, he is. Uh, he makes lots of mistakes, which he, he uses to his favor. He's, yeah, he's really able. And, and look, that's very Trumpian, right? Like, I mean, yeah. Trump does that as well. I will say, too, Trump-Biden uh, is good in debates. I mean, even though what he did with Paul Ryan was just <laughs> run over him with the car 500 times. And Ryan was making better points, but you couldn't even hear him. Just yeah. Joe just kept talking the whole time. Or cracking up over him. Yeah. He I mean, laughed I, 50% of the time. I do want to see a Biden-Trump debate. I do oh, want to see it. I think oh it would man. be very fun.
0: I want to get to the uh, rewriting history when it comes
1: to Joe Biden. You look, you're trying, to, you're trying to hide my rewriting history point <laughs> this whole time by just setting me off on this <laughs> tangent. Okay, so... Uh, the. The Joe Biden, it has to do with Joe Biden. So Biden is in trouble um, for many things, sniffing people's hair, plagiarism, lots of things. But he's also in trouble that he, he did not he did something to Anita Hill. He did something terrible to Anita Hill back in the day with Clarence Thomas. And he had to call Anita Hill and apologize to Anita Hill for this terrible thing he did to Anita Hill. Um, and the question is not whether he did a terrible thing to Anita Hill. Um, the question is, will he be able to navigate the waters of this terrible thing he did to Anita Hill? Like, it's just assumed that he did this awful thing to Hill and that she was right. And now we all realize that in retrospect, if this happened today, clearly Clarence Thomas would have been thrown off the court. He would never have gotten in in the first place. Anita Hill, would, would there be statues of her every other, you know, every other block? No, we're not going to do this. We're not tossing Clarence Thomas down the toilet. No, he didn't do these things. Let's remember what actually happened at the time. So let me take you a little, little, little step back. First of all, let me give you the statement from uh, Anita Hill. This is Anita Hill talking about what what she's commenting on Joe Biden's call. She says, I cannot be satisfied by simply saying I'm sorry for what happened to you. I will be satisfied when I know there's a real chance and a real accountability and a real purpose. There is this liberal fever dream that exists that Anita Hill was totally right and just got screwed in this hearing. So let's walk ourselves back. First of all, let's start with what the, the climate of the moment was before any allegation came out against Clarence Thomas with Anita Hill. So this is before Anita Hill has said anything. Here, is, here are some of the quotes about, uh, with some of these groups and how they were going to target him. Uh, they said about Clarence Thomas, he is an extremist. He is out of step with the majority of Americans, and he's out of step with the Bill of Rights and the U.S. Constitution. That's Patricia Iler, Ireland, who went on to be the president of the National Organization of Women in Miami Beach, Florida. Delegates at the National Education Association's annual convention passed a resolution that expressed the teachers' union's grave concern over Thomas's conservative positions on affirmative action reproductive freedom and the minimum wage. Why the hell was the National Education Association talking about that? Who knows? And then also from the National Organization of Women, Flo Kennedy, we're going to bork him. We need to kill him politically. Mm. This is before the allegations even happened. They wanted to tear this guy down. They knew it was vital. At this point, you know, Republicans had named many... Uh, Supreme Court justices in a row because they had all of Reagan and into George H.W. Bush. So there's a real fear of this sort of like, uh, you know, overturning Roe versus Wade. The same stuff that was going on during the Kavanaugh hearings. They had that same mindset. Target him at any cost. Bring this guy down at any cost. So... Then we go over to what actually happened with Anita Hill. The FBI did a report on this here 's what they determined. They determined that quote what she was complaining about had occurred based on her own timeline two or three months before she had ever met Thomas Wow it, is the, it, is, it did not occur at least how she said it occurred um, and I you know, i don 't believe it occurred at all. but the revisionist history isn 't just saying Anita, Anita Hill was a saint and that Clarence Thomas was the devil. The revisionist history also is hitting Joe Biden here. They say, well, the, the kind of theory is, OK, well, Biden, you know, helped the Republicans to trash this woman in front of the country. She, he was not an ally to women's rights, blah, blah, blah. That's what he's calling to apologize for. And if you notice the wording, Biden apologized for what happened to her is basically what she said. I mean, Biden will say that Republicans were bad on that committee. But Biden, you know, isn't admitting that he did anything wrong himself, which, of course, as a politician. He probably never will. But that's what the left is accusing him of. So let's go through. What did Biden do at that time? Here's some of it. The chairman of the, uh, the Judiciary Committee, Senator Joe Biden, assisted the feminist assault on Thomas. The Senate had confirmed the 43 year old judge for other positions. So there was no need for a thorough investigation. Yet Biden delayed the hearings until late September. It was an intentional delay, remembers former uh, Senator Hank Brown. It was designed to accommodate the people who went after him. So but Biden not only delayed it, he played right into their hands and made it, made it possible for them to present all this information. It goes on. Feminist groups demanded that Democrats reopened the hearings, and Biden complied. <laughs> what followed was a circus. Days of testimony in which Hill enumerated Thomas's supposed sexual transgressions, and senators awkwardly asked Thomas to discuss them. This led to probably the most memorable moment of the entire hearing, where Clarence Thomas was put on trial for something I think he clearly did not do, and certainly was not portrayed accurately. He was being, his character was being assaulted and assassinated, really, in front of the entire nation, and here's what he said. This is a circus. It's a national disgrace. And from my standpoint, as a black American, as far as I'm concerned, it is a high-tech lynching for uppity blacks who in any way deign to think for themselves to do for themselves to have different ideas and it is a message that unless you kowtow to an old order this is what will happen to you you will be lynched destroyed caricatured by a committee of the US US Senate rather than hung from a tree.
0: Mm. Wow. I mean... You never get tired of hearing that. That is so powerful.
1: He's so good and so right. And we should remember that he's gone on to be the best Supreme Court justice you uh, could possibly have imagined. I mean, it was a fantastic pick. Um, uh, so uh, to finish the Biden part of this, uh, women, when doubts about Hill's veracity started mounting, Biden closed the hearings. Even the news media backed off. So he didn't close the hearings until everyone was like, oh, crap, this isn't actually playing out the way we thought it would. And even the media ran away from the story. So if you're going to blame Joe Biden, you also got to blame the media for not doing this. The point here is that, number one, let's not we cannot use revisionist history to make Anita Hill into some mega hero. We cannot use Clarence um, Revisionist history to turn Clarence Thomas into the, the devil. And we cannot turn we cannot use revisionist history to make Joe Biden look like he did anything wrong for the left. He was he was absolutely hand in hand helping uh, the National Organization of Women and many other groups character uh, assassinate the character of Clarence Thomas unfairly. Joe Biden had a massive hand in that. He is guilty of that. He is responsible for it partially. And the idea that he didn't do enough is Completely revisionist. And it is honestly just an attack from the far, far, far left who don't want to see Joe Biden get the nomination now. Yeah. And, and Anita Hill, who's gone through, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure her your ears have. I mean, she's been praised by the left almost, you know, almost universally. Uh, but, you know, look, she's this is her moment, right? She's got this moment to take down this guy she's been pissed at for 30 years. I n- I'm no fan of Joe Biden. I think what he did in those, those hearings were it's actually really bad for the country and dishonest, and he does not deserve the presidency for that reason. But he should he should get the de- Democratic nomination. He did exactly what he should have done if you're a Democrat: uh, not tell the truth, uh, push you know push against someone's you know real strong character and try to to assassinate it. And in the, this revisionist idea that he was on the side of Clarence Thomas or on the side of men to destroy women. It's completely insane, uh, and Clarence Thomas was innocent.
0: All right, back in a minute. Yeah, I know. I remember when I kept reading that headline. I'm like he apologized. To it's a little, but it's not enough. And that was my. Before we get back into the conversation, I want to thank our sponsor, Home Title Lock. Uh, so it was a shock to me that what it's what one of the most the most.
1: The fastest
0: growing crime in America America is home title fraud.
1: Yes. Uh, It's insane. It is. I mean, really, it hadn't even popped on anyone's radar until about 10 years ago. Like, it had almost never happened. And the FBI wound up releasing a report, and they called it house stealing. (laughs) <laughs> which I think is such a terrible name for. It's like, I don't know, how, call it house stealing? Yeah. I don't know, I got nothing. Oh, yeah, they uh,
0: steal your entire yes, house. And they what, pick it up and take it away. Yeah,
1: home title fraud oh. kind of describes it better. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the idea is they can take these documents. They can do, e- it's really easy. It's a few pieces of paperwork. It's transferring. It's a fake notary stamp. It can all be done for under $100 pretty easily. Um, and it's scary because once it's done to you, if they can get it done and you don't catch it, which... You, how would, you, gonna, how would you? How would no. you? How would you catch it? Uh, you're talking about potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars. If you have a, you know, if you have a house and you've, you know, especially if, I, mean, I think it's about a third of houses in the United States are actually paid off. Mm-hmm. If you want, if, if you have an elderly relative, uh, if you've uh, been able to pay off your house or you just have a decent amount of equity, you're a prime target for this. They actually target uh, people who've gone through obituaries. Uh, I mean, it's mm. it's it's a situation that you do not want to get involved in.
0: Yeah, and you would not know if you've been a victim or if one of your family members have been a victim uh, unless you go to hometitlelock.com. Get a $100 search for free right now. See if you've already been compromised when you sign up at lock.com. All right, Jason, you said you're going to give just a sneak peek into this socialism special.
2: Yeah, so again, just the, for the time, it's it's, it's it's coming up on Wednesday. It's 8 p.m. Uh, uh, Eastern time. And uh, it's called uh, Socialism, A Warning from the Dead. And uh, a lot of this kind of goes around something that uh, Glenn discovered, which is absolutely amazing. It really shows how uh, socialists can take over a country um, and they can do it all legally within the framework of uh, the Constitution, within the framework of Congress, everything. It's, it, it's actually terrifying. And it's written by communists that pulled it off in the past. And um, so we kind of go through that and we uh, also discuss just some of the things that are going on today today. Um, which look very suspiciously like they fit exactly in the mold in that playbook that uh, socialists in the past have used. Um, it's been used in places like Venezuela, almost to AT, and the things that are happening today are actually pretty frightening. When you look at it, you see it all laid out. Glenn's going to do all that. It's absolutely insane uh, what you're going to hear. Um, but for a little sneak peek of that, I, uh, I, I wanted to look at something that I was looking at as part of the research for that show. And this popped up. It's absolutely amazing. We've been looking at the Green New Deal. And, um, you know, some people have, have noticed, well, what, what are all these extra things that are thrown into the Green New Deal? Like, if, they, if it's just a day if it's critical that we, like, pay attention to rising temperatures, you know, and mm-hmm. sea levels rising and all that stuff. Like, we should just really just look at, you know, ways that we can, you know, identify what, you know, what the problem is and we can fix it and move on and then fix this problem. This problem. You know, basically actually kind of concentrate on the environment if that's what you're really scared about. Um, but there's all these other other things in there. Well, I <laughs> there's this uh, CBS interview that I just uh, ran across. It's with a spokesman for a group called the Sunrise Movement, and they work with Justice Democrats, who that's uh, AOC's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Check campaign chairman or like chief of staff. Yeah, I believe. They, they recruited her to be the candidate. Right, right. Um, and so now they're also the ones that are. They, they did the sit-in for Nancy Pelosi's office that they got kind of famous for, and now they're really trying to push the message of the Green New Deal. Well, this is a CBS interview, interview where they uh, they pick out their spokesman and they're like, "Look, what what are the things that you can get done right now uh, for the Green New Deal? What's the most important thing?" And she answers.
0: What are some of the specific things you can point to that you think are practical? We want a federal jobs guarantee. We want to expand labor rights. We need to expand indigenous people's rights. Mm. We need to give workers uh, consistent access to health care. We need to provide uh, child care. We need to introduce yes. regenerative agricultural practices. So that's yes. a platform that goes beyond the environment. What's this? <laughs> so you're, you're, you're not talking about just approach. In a Green New Deal, you're not talking about just the environment then. That's
2: correct. <laughs> it's amazing. I cannot believe she actually called her out on that too, though. But like, she literally legitimately wanted to know what are the things you can get done to help the environment, and she didn't even talk about the environment.
1: Oh. Well,
0: she said regenerative agriculture. Yeah,
1: that's practices. the only one. That was, that was it. That was about it.
0: <laughs> Absolutely Shortlist. insane. Which, if you Absolutely ask her how do you insane. accomplish that, she'd, she'd probably.
1: Say, hmm? <laughs> I love how the number one thing she says is a pragmatic goal is a federal jobs guarantee. <laughs> 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 admitted, that's like I, I, that's like your biggest ticket item.
2: because okay, that, And that's a great point, Stu, because that that completely explains the Green New Deal. This is a socialist jobs yes. grab. Mm-hmm. That's all this is, and it's been done before. They've done this in the past, and Glenn's going to walk everyone through it Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern.
0: All right, mm. we'll be back in a minute. Nice. Look at nice that little. Look
2: at that cell oh. Wow,
0: I'm going to subscribe. Uh, In case you missed it earlier this week, I had a uh, a pleasant little man on the internet go and try to dox me from a joke that I made on Twitter over a stupid wooden fork. Uh, But if you missed it, you can find it on my YouTube channel. It's a new YouTube channel that we just launched. It's called Sarah Gonzalez. Unfiltered. Um, And as it says, you can subscribe for free
1: on YouTube. I usually pay for all my YouTube subscriptions, but I'm glad this one's free. I mean, this
0: one is free. You got to go subscribe. I got
1: to. I got to. You got to see Angry Sarah. I love Angry Sarah. She doesn't come out much, but (laughs) when she does,
0: watch
2: out.
1: Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com.
0: I am really upset about this story uh, going on in Australia. You are? Yes.
1: Hmm. Australia... I thought I was the only person here that cared about animals.
0: Australia wants to what? Kill a bunch of cats? Uh,
1: just a couple million. Oh, no. uh, just a Sarah. couple of million. Like what cats. the
0: hell? Why?
1: Uh, well, uh, apparently. Just uh, bring
0: them to me, Australia. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. Uh, I will solve your problem. Just bring them all to me. Uh,
1: the uh, the person uh, in the control room who lives with you is going to be very interested to he hear. You literally just yes, said okay. Vito in my so. ear. <laughs> so uh, yeah, actually, they have a big feral cat problem in uh, in in uh, Australia. And if you kind of think about it, you can kind of see why this would be an issue. The problem is there's lots of cats, and the cats are killing all the rodents. Now, normally you'd say, "Hey, That's great. sounds wonderful." That's great. Except the, there's a little circle of life thing going on, and uh, rodents uh, are hunting. Think of all the creatures that are in Australia. You know, the the spiders with like the you know 14 foot well, wingspan got crazy and
0: crazy spiders. Oh yeah,
1: they got all sorts of crazy stuff going on. So the rodents um, have are Predators of a lot of those uh, species. I, I and I'll just jump in here. Like I've been to
2: Australia and they warned us about the feral cats when we did like a little really? like outback tour thing. What do they say? They're not. They're, they're dangerous. They're not like the little they like, house cats. They they're not like house cats. They have like fangs that are like literally like that long. Yeah, they're kind like, of between cats and like bobcats. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, they've, like yeah. mutated.
0: No, I mean I, what do you mean they've, they've got bigger teeth than I, regular cats
2: they do um, I'll have to show you
1: they showed us pictures of them they're they're like, they, they've cats. got fangs. Jason pretty in. crazy well I mean you know these are the, like you in cats. different like it's like a cat but it's really not the exact same as like the typical house cat you'd think you see here I guess I mean they are actually dangerous but it's really an issue because they're really in the middle of nowhere these yeah. cats um, it's you know I guess if you're going on a, a wilderness or a jungle expedition so or something you might left see some live of their lives um, <laughs> Well, what's interesting about this is uh, so they've decided to try to kill all these cats, or at least two million of them. Just the two million, though. And it's really not even that controversial in the country. Like, they're like, yeah, these are really, they're really a problem. It's like when we are like, we had these Facebook uh, jihads for a couple days with a bunch of progressives saying, like, I can't believe you hunted that lion in Nigeria. And all of Nigerians are, please come and hunt yeah. our lions. Yeah. God, they're all over the place. So that's kind of what's going on there. Like, everyone in Australia is like, yeah, like, we got to get rid of these cats. It's terrible. So they came up with a system to do it. So a guy who actually owns his pet cats, the guy who came up with the system, so he's like a scientist, and he went and he studied cat foods to come up with the best flavors, okay, the flavors that, you know, cats really like. And then he came up with a recipe to make sausages in these flavors, and then the sausages, he also put poison in them. So then they fly over on planes <gasps> and drop poison sausages all over the <laughs> – I swear this is a true story. It's in the New York Times. It's rain and sausages. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it is legitimately oh rain's poison sausages – and then the cats come along like, "Hey, free sausage." They eat the sausage and then that's and he, there's a legitimate quote in there. I wish I actually pulled the quote cuz he says something like, "You know, we had to make sure it tasted good cuz it is their last meal." <laughs> Holy oh crap, is God. that dark? <laughs> that's so awful. They want to kill 2 million of these cats. Now, what's interesting is, and this is a very complicated formula, so follow me here. They want to save the rats. Okay? So they kill the cats. But to kill the cats they have to make sausages to make the sausages they have to kill kangaroos and chickens to make the sausages <laughs> So now we're killing kangaroos and chickens to make sausages to poison to kill cats so we could save the rats. This is just the cycle of life. Yeah, it's a exactly really like... <laughs> convoluted circle of life. I was saying before, it's like, well, she swallowed the bird to catch the fly. I don't know why she swallowed the fly. I can't say why. <laughs> it's kind of that whole thing in action. And it's really weird. One of the craziest parts about the story, I think, though, is that how many times have we complained that, like, we can't get... You know, coverage of Joe Biden in the you know corruption in the Ukraine in the New York Times. We can't get Obama, <laughs> Obama's IRS, like uh, going in and investigating you know conservative groups and 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 all of this. We can't get articles written about this. This article is six thousand wow. six hundred and twenty-six words. Six thousand words plus about cats. And by the way, I will say it is. An amazingly well written article. Like it's a really good piece. I mean it's like one of those where you're just like, gosh, I really wish I had as much talent as this writer has. It's a real and it's a it's a fascinating story, it really is. I do wish sometimes they would maybe redirect their investigations slightly. Uh, but I no other I don't know who else is telling a story like this maybe the New Yorker right like yeah. because you need to have like you need to be willing to say yeah I'm gonna throw like, like we're gonna send a reporter over there for a year pay him 200 grand and maybe we'll get one story out of it like so it, that mindset does not exist outside of a couple of organizations was there a point that this is a bad thing and a shame it who, was more who the people just, doing like, this telling people that it was going on they did cover <laughs> um well I mean it is I, I think some of our, us
0: care Jason I mean there's, okay. there's
2: nothing new with uh, animal population control I mean this is like this happens everywhere like if, like, uh, for people that grew up on ranches, like, the, some counties have coyote control. Um, which which horrified me more because I'm a big dog person at the time. But it, it gets even worse. Like, you can... It, there's basically a bounty on coyotes in many seasons all over the country. You'll turn it... You'll you'll kill the coyote. You'll clip their ears. You take their ears into the, uh, like, Ew. sheriff's department. And they'll pay you, like, a couple hundred dollars for the coyote no, ears. I mean, you know... I mean, it's Palin, like, it happens
1: everywhere. Sarah Palin got in trouble during the campaign, remember, because she was shooting wolves from helicopters. And that's that's an actual thing they do in Alaska. They need to take heli- and these wolves down because they're killing, you know, animals and they're killing people. People, so they, instead of going out and having a fair fight, I guess they swoop down in the helicopters and shoot them as if we're supposed to like risk the person with the gun's life just in case the wolf might win. Fair fight? I know, it's like a ridiculous. Old school duel between yeah. you and we
0: also have, um In some places that are supposed to be uninhabited, the government has placed like basically um, poisonous devices to kill coyotes and stuff like that. Because I remember I covered a story about a family whose dog died. Because he was walking the dog and they the government doesn't tell you where they are. Right. It was hidden. So like he was walking his dog and walked his dog into that area mm. and watched his dog suffer this traumatic death. It was yeah, this young boy. It was terrible.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, um, and I think, too, the Times story is like it's interesting because, first of all, like it's a very strange problem to us. I think you know, two would, million feral cats. I mean, cats. problem. Yeah, is, yeah, okay. Uh, okay. Subjective. Uh, it's a very strange way they're handling it. Like they're dropping sausages out of airplanes. So yes, <laughs> I, or helicopters. So like it's yes, that part of it is weird. And ruining I, the meat. Like if they just shot them, then they could also fix their
2: homeless problem with like not having food and stuff. Could you kill the cats and feed that? to the people
1: that don't have that's What
0: kind of a sociopath just, are you? I
1: just solved two problems right there in one. For well,
0: people cats? <laughs> and I think you actually person?
1: hit on a real part of the story, the reason why I think it's compelling to, to people, because everybody I've talked to about this day is like, wait, what? Like it's, it, even though it's a bizarre story, it's an interesting one. And I think a lot of it comes down to this sort of weird human thing where we've just picked a certain amount of animal species that are okay to kill and a certain amount that aren't. Like we're just like ah cats, you can't do that. Like sure. it's just weird to us that sure. it, they would do that. This happens. Um, Kazakhstan has an issue with horse stew. Now, horse stew is a very it's a, a very uh, like your culturally nicknames? it is yeah I'm <laughs> horse stew uh, 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 very. Um, uh, I'm gonna stop. Okay, so very. There's a culturally. <laughs> sorry. There's, we're a done. Culturally, uh, there's a culturally specific uh, dish in Kazakhstan, which is actually horse stew. It's like cubed horse meat in a broth with a bunch of vegetables, right? Like, it's a thing they actually eat all the time. And they're getting attacked by us because we're saying, hey... Uh, what are you doing? You're killing all of our, we we'll kill, like we're sending like racehorses after here and they're just like winding up in stew. And it's like, wait a minute, we have horse meat, and, like there's a big issue here and it's not legal and there's been a, a debate over that for a while. But it's like, why, like that is what, we don't kill cats yeah. for these purposes. It's kind of controversial because cats are our cute little adorable pets as yes, Sarah would obviously. tell you. Yes, So like that weird thing, which is a, almost entirely a cultural line from country to country of what animals you kill and what you don't, winds up kind of showing its face here in that, like, it's fascinating. I mean, if you were saying wolves, you know what? It probably isn't all that much of a story. When it's one individual lion... Uh, on a Facebook post and someone 's proud of it, it becomes a story. Mm-hmm. but these you know these countries are doing animal control on lions and tigers and all sorts of species all the time because feral they pigs want children to live yeah. right feral pigs here in Texas. So it is very common uh, it 's a weird line and I feel like it 's one most people don 't want to investigate because it's kind of puts you in a weird position. but it is like one of those things that I think you know when you have a story like this, it kind of makes everybody stop and say, like, wait, wait, wait a minute, why do I even have a problem with that? Right? Like, I, it's not there's not really an obvious line as to why people would, but it's just revolting. I think yeah. like internally revolting to an American who is used to seeing a a, a cat as a pet for a, a, an evil Australian government to do this. <laughs> but in reality, they're like, have you been here? There's cats all over us. <laughs>
0: well, I do have a, a question, and maybe you don't have the answer, but you know, we're talking about how big the spiders are in yes. Australia, mm-hmm. right? Well, how big are the rats if the rats are the ones that are going to take care of the spiders? Because the rats that I know of are just smaller rats. Yeah, right? that's, that's, so, a, that's
1: a good, good point. Um,
0: have they thought this through is what I'm saying. Yes, I don't think I don't the
1: rats are taking out the gigantic spiders you're picturing. So maybe are, the, the feral cats could be. They could be the hunters of the giant spiders?
0: Yeah. Look, you, Jason was just talking about how big their fangs were.
1: I. They're insane. I wish I had. I wish I had a. I'm just
0: saying. They have I have not thought this picture. through. Yeah. That what was really going to happen was the cats were going to come out and be the heroes, and mm. now they're going to kill the them. The cats all. are
1: all going to be dead. And I hate to break this to you. They're all dying. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's going to be a holocaust of cats. Uh,
0: the worst a day ever.
1: Holocaust. That's going on right now.
0: Um. Really quickly, <laughs> before we go. There have been all of these climate change protests going on, uh, a lot of them going on in the UK, I think all over. But people are just doing stupid, stupid things, right, to get attention. And um, the latest, uh, a woman outside Goldman Sachs glued her breasts to the ground um, to protest climate change. So the the police came up.
1: Did the climate change? I mean, it
0: may have been cold uh, around this region, Mm -hmm. possibly on the ground. Mm -hmm. I don't know for sure, Um, but (laughs) it just leaves me wondering what is activism these days. I mean, what is the what what is the point in (laughs) gluing your breasts? To the ground to I protest I tell you what, climate I, change. If
2: I may, uh, anytime you want to protest anything and nudity is involved, <laughs> go ahead, go right ahead. Well, but you That's can't even see anything. But you,
0: want you want can't. Them. Yeah, exactly. But well, you, you can't see anything because we should regulate it. Yeah, I'm
2: not saying okay. we shouldn't regulate it. But
1: regulating. Jason <laughs> wants weight regulation. <laughs>
0: uh, <activists>. Jason <laughs> says if you're seven and up, yeah. seven to ten. Go for the nudity below seven.
1: We yeah. mm. just bring back it was hotternot.com Is that so? Yeah. <laughs> Even high rating on hotornot.com. Yeah, yeah. That's your mode of protest. But I
0: mean, this word. is the world these days. It
1: is. I, and quickly before I know we have to go. We, but uh, uh, ecosexuals are a thing now too. Yeah. Um, and we did this thing um, we're on the wonderful world of stew, and I, I would tell you to go watch it, but you should not. It will stick with you forever. <laughs> of Jeffy reading from a book written about ecosexuality. <laughs> And it is one of the most haunting things. Oh, gosh. I mean, it is. I don't remember what episode it's in, but it is one of the funniest things. Jeffy and his explanation of, like, how you're supposed to eat a berry and how it's, like, supposed to be be sexual. sexual. It is. I mean, your children will be haunted if you see it. So I'm going to give you fair warning, but it was amazing.
2: One of my favorite pictures ever of a protest like that, it was a woman that flashed Vladimir Putin. Uh, She just completely just took everything off right in front of him. And he has this look, it's absolutely hilarious. It's like, <laughs> like that. I'm like, what did she think that she was uh, doing there? Like, no. burn, got him. Right. And you just exactly gave the guy, you made his day yeah. at that
1: point. Like, yeah. how did you- what? Yeah, I know. That's like, women always do that. They're always, they're always like disrobing to protest like men in control. It's like, we just got you to disrobe.
2: Like, I know. You know.
1: We're obviously <laughs> why, in control. You're why right.
2: Why would <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, yesterday's poll, Joe Biden, of course, is now in the 2020 race. But will the progressive radicals of the Democratic Party accept someone with a checkered pass like Creepy Uncle Joe? 73% of you said no. Hmm. 27% said yes.
1: And 27% is about how he's polling in, the, in that race, yeah. too. It's kind of interesting. Yeah,
0: that is interesting. I, I'm kind of shocked by all the no responses. I mean, I get it because we keep seeing the AOCs of the party um, and the Ilan Omars of the party. And we you know, they're not getting really chastised, at least publicly. So
1: I guess I can understand why Don't they would think that. Don't let Joe Biden fool you. He's not a moderate. He's not a conservative. He's he, not. He
0: is. But by today's standards, he's... Who Who a would you... Bit, in the uh, race, who would you call more... Who would you say was closer to the conservative
1: side? I would... I mean, there's certainly some of the smaller candidates. I think, like, oh, John Delaney probably okay, is. But, but, but I would someone say... Someone who has a, I would a say Klobuchar. chance to win. Klobuchar probably is.
0: Yeah, but yeah. She's a female, so she doesn't count.
1: I mean... <laughs> You've got to list these restrictions before you start. All the candidates, except the candidates you're naming.
0: <laughs> Jason, what do you think?
1: Who's the closest to conservative? Yeah. Like who's the furthest right c- uh, candidate in the field? I mean, Tim Ryan <laughs> That's from the thing. Ohio. Like, I'm not
0: saying Joe Biden all, is moderate, but no. I mean, if we're looking he's at on, a sliding scale yeah, here. If you've got 20
2: candidates, he's on the right tank. Yeah. he he's, yeah, he, he, he would be my safest pick. Like I would like if, if Joe Biden becomes president, sad. I'm less scared. That's terrifying. Like you know, another person, I don't, I don't know. We already
1: dealt with it. He was already the vice president. Right? You, I mean, you like- pretty
2: much know what you want to get, what you're going to get. That, that's why, and that's another reason why I think he walks away with the with the, the primary nomination because they, it, he's a he's a known commodity. You know, the super delegates know who who, who they're getting with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, moderate Democrats know what they're getting. Who, who he's pissing off now is the radical left because they want to go further. They, they don't want they don't want more of, you know. Saying that we're going to get, they're, they're going to, that they want Medicare for all and only getting Obamacare. They don't want that anymore. And yeah. he's the symbol of that.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. Today's poll what is the most important issue heading into 2020? I don't know what the options are because they're not on my card, but you can go look uh, at the Blazes' Twitter. Cat murder. <laughs> uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Finally, someone mm-hmm. is saying it. Thank you. Okay. You're so welcome. if you jump into the race now, even if you just want a primary Trump, I will vote for you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Vote I'll horse stew. It.
2: Vote horse for horse stew. stew. <laughs>
0: All right, that's not the image I wanted. (laughs) Going into the weekend, we'll see you Monday. (laughs)
1: It's time to leave. We didn't even have alcohol. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.